0: www.smallbusinessdigest.net. Hello, and welcome to today's program. Uh, you know, this holiday season, uh, my, we had to go to a, a very happy event. And I said to m- uh, my wife, well, let's go get s- some champagne. And she said, no, we're going to get uh Prosecco. Now, that's my first um, uh, encounter with this. It's a fascinating uh, new product. It's not new. It's a a wine that they know in Italy. My wife happened to have lived in Italy for four years. And then uh, when we got to the uh, occasion, we found that three other couples had also brought Prosecco. And then across my desk recently came a note about David Noto who is in the forefront of the move, movement that is changing people's attitudes towards champagne with, with his new Prosecco Alta Neve wine. He is challenging the champagne's dominance in luxury markets and putting Ita- Italy's sparkling wine region on the map. Uh, we invited him to join us to, uh, tonight because we thought uh, we might learn some things how a so, uh, uh, little giant fights such an entrenched giant. Uh, Dave, welcome to the program. Thank you. Uh, we we always ask, uh, Dave, do you prefer David or Dave?
1: David is wonderful, thanks. They,
0: uh, David, we always ask our, our guests first to talk a little bit about themselves. Uh, their personal, and how you came to it, and then we'll go into uh, what you're doing. So say a little bit about yourself.
1: Definitely. I was really, I'm Italian-American in the truest sense. I was born in New York City and raised in Italy and the United States as a child. I was raised on uh, Prosecco and Italian wines with uh, ten generations of family winemaking before my father's time. Um, and I got back into it after many years in engineering myself and really decided after seeing that in the United States there really wasn't a good level of Prosecco available that I should really get back into winemaking and get into it. And as you said, you think as Prosecco is fairly new to the United States, it's actually... Over 2,000 years old in history, and I, I embraced it. Uh, I invested in the, the second oldest Prosecco winery in the world, that is very well known as the best, and I've now brought it to the United States with a new brand that we've created together. Almost a year ago, in May of 2013.
0: Well. Um your penetration according to the, uh, my research has been f- fairly strong how have you done it uh, we have a small business audience and we uh, we always ask our guests uh, for the little tricks or the, how you went about getting uh, prosecco so well known as i said f- three other couples at this party uh, brought it in brought it in and uh, i went and checked that it was your brand as well so but how would you do it
1: uh- I have to say thank you to all of the other producers of Prosecco that have been pushing it in the marketplace for the f- past five to ten years. Uh, they're generally pushing it on price point, which is a really low price point, but then equally with a lower quality product, and with such a low price point, it's fairly, very, fairly available, and the price-quality uh, ratio is very high because even though it's the lower quality, it's fairly, very good for what it is. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to brand the product, Alta and I'm also bringing in the higher level, higher end Prosecco that's been available in Italy for centuries even. Well, so I've put well, back of the work that others have done before me to bring it to the united states and now i'm bringing the luxury end, the higher price segment price quality to the market
0: well you're doing that but how are you doing it i mean uh... Um, are you doing it by advertising by uh, di- this distribu- distributors oh, uh... you're succeeding otherwise you wouldn't be on this program but how <laughs> are you how are you doing we, it
1: we've done a lot of brand marketing through the Internet, and we've also done a lot of event marketing. We go to uh, liquor stores. We do wine tastings. We were at, the, we were at several, uh, a bunch of polo events in New York. We started spearheaded in the New York market first for the first eight months we were in the United States, and we've worked from there, spearheading the pockets of high-end Lifestyle or or communities, uh, starting with the Hamptons and then New York City and Greenwich, Connecticut, and we've worked it into the wine stores and restaurants in those areas.
0: Well, uh, what have you found have been particularly successful in getting your brand, uh, getting brand recognition? Uh,
1: The trick is getting people to try the product. Um, A lot of people don't know, as you've noticed, Prosecco is something that's fairly new to the public. So the idea is to get people to try it. So we've done that by offering it to charities and big events and all sorts of events where they can actually get in, see the product, and then actually try it. Because champagne is very well known to be the high end, so the trick is to put it at the same point. And get the consumers of champagne to actually try our drink, our wine, our brand, to realize that it's equally as good, if not better, in many cases.
0: Well, I'm the, I'm not a connoisseur of uh, champagne. My uh, the only thing my wife dr- drinks is champagne. Um, uh, I don't usually just special occasions, but she's very uh, high on it. But uh, so what you're saying is that you 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 try to find influencers uh you you aimed for the high marketplace uh and you try to find influencers and you try to um get them to taste it and you you think that the taste is is enough of a difference to get them to buy, buy it am i, I re- have hearing you right but
1: many a champagne drinker by by, by this method and If they're the influencers, they really sway the market place uh, significantly.
0: Well, um, what have you found? uh, uh, What have you been disappointed in your efforts in this area?
1: Uh, The difficulty is not in the consumer; it's in the. uh, For liquor, you have to sell to a retailer or a restaurant. So the difficulty has been convincing the restaurant and the retailer that the consumer will actually purchase the product. Um, they're used to a very low-end Prosecco at a low price point. Uh, our product is a high-end, Aldeneve is a high-end product at a much higher price point than it falls strategically, really, between Prosecco and Champagne. But to convince the wine store owners that, and the restaurant owners that people will pay more, for an excellent high quality Prosecco has been the most difficult part.
0: And many, much of that
1: I've been able to uh, overcome by making them taste it and showing them that their consumers will pay the difference, the price differential to actually drink an excellent Prosecco.
0: Was this your original plan when you started?
1: I, the plan is evolving as, I've launched the product in the United States. My initial thought is the product is wonderful, it's super high-end, and because, and we did a design study for wonderful packaging, and I thought, well, with wonderful packaging and wonderful product, it'll be easy to convince people. But instead, what I'm learning is the difficulty in convincing people, the retailers and the stores, Restaurants to take it is in showing them that they have an opportunity to upsell their customers on a product that their customers actually want because it's better in quality.
0: Uh, the, the, the that's
1: is a, education, in essence.
0: Uh, yes, uh, that's a that's a tough one by one type of uh, approach, and. Uh, uh, do you feel you, you're being successful so far?
1: Uh, I have been. I, I'm very happy to, to say that I have been very successful. I think the trick is to get the influencers, the influential influencers in terms of consumers and influencers in terms of locations, wine stores and restaurants, to carry the product. And be, through these three types of influencers i've realized that they they have a lot of clout in the marketplace and they've helped me in essence promote my brand through them and not only through advertising print advertising and internet advertising that i've done so far
0: what type of internet pro- uh, advertising do you do for a product like yours
1: i've done uh, I've done through the website, through the social media platforms like Facebook and Google AdWords, and it's been doing very well. And even with SEO and our website, so that it will come up in people's searches more often on the Internet, it will come up on Facebook uh, pages for those who – in our, in our target demographic, Facebook has really been a wonderful way of reaching people because they, they have an opportunity for you to very specifically target your audience.
0: Um, what, what is your website? Tell the audience.
1: Uh, the website is uh, www.altaneve.com, uh, A-L-T-A-N-E-V-E, which means what? high snow in Italian because oh. from the top of our vineyards, you see snow 12 months a year. Our vineyards are in the steep foothills of the Italian Dolomite Mountains.
0: Oh, isn't that the same er- um, I should know my Italian uh, geography, but isn't that um, uh, near the, uh, the Trieste area, or am I uh, off on that?
1: It, it sure is. It's in northeastern Italy. We're probably yeah. approximately a two-hour drive, from trieste ah. we are about uh, an hour twenty minutes hour and a half from northwest due northwest from the port of venice by car
0: Ah, okay uh, uh, have, uh... out of curiosity so that's the area that lydia comes from have you uh, spoken with her and uh... i've
1: met her on on several occasions in the past but i don't know her personally uh, well so that uh, we would have a conversation. Uh, shaking hands is not enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, you,
0: uh, if, uh, if you had to say the one thing that you, you would pass on to our audience uh, 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 attempting to do what you do, what would it be?
1: I would definitely say it's have the investment in place ahead of time. The The most difficult thing, the biggest challenge is cash flow at the very beginning. So to make sure that you conserve at the very beginning, because there's always time to spend. So to make sure that you have the next several months or planned so that you have the cash flow. And that, that's, I think, been the most difficult part.
0: Well, um, uh, David, I, I'm so glad you, you came to, uh, to our program tonight. And uh, I, uh, I look forward. We want to bring you back later on uh, uh, when you're further along. And the next time I go into the, the shop, what's the name of your brand?
1: The name of the brand is Alta Neve. It is a huh? clear bottle uh, of Prosecco. Uh, and you can find uh, pictures of it on our website. It's available through multiple distributors. We're in 45 locations in New York and Connecticut, and we're, we've been expanding rapidly over the past few weeks as well. So I hope you will be able to find it in the store close to you soon.
0: Well, uh, I'm going to look forward to it. We enjoyed it uh, in the holiday time, and uh, uh, my, my wife prefers it to uh, champagne now. So uh, you, you know you've got at least one new customer.
1: <laughs> Wonderful to hear. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, David, for coming with us today. We'll be back in a moment with our next guest.
1: Want to know more about health savings accounts for your company or yourself? Go to 2hsa.com and get a free employer's primer. Health savings accounts are a cost-effective way of offering health care benefits to your employees and yourself. HSAs build retirement funds for your employees, improve morale, and reduce your health care benefit costs. For a free employer guide to HSAs, go to 2hsa.com. That's 2hsa.com.
0: Our our next guest, Scott, is going to come on and talk about a totally different uh, uh, subject. We're not going to talk about champagne. We're going to talk about what I think is an unusual product. Scott, are you on? Yes, I am. Okay. You heard the first part of our show. Before we go any further, Scott, tell us a little bit about your background.
2: Um, I've been in... Startups, uh, about about as long as I've been in anything, going back to 86, when uh, I helped start a company which started with four people, and it grew to, uh, to be the largest supplier of, of contact lenses in, in the nation, and later, from there, I'd learned some techniques of Internet marketing and started the first opt-in email company, so I've been around direct marketing startups and taking small businesses and growing them it's pretty much been my niche for the you know past uh, 30 years and uh, I have seen trends come and go and one of the things that I've always been a big believer in is that uh, every playing field should be somewhat level and that you know, markets should be democratized, so that not that you're guaranteed anything, but that whether you're a small business and a medium-sized business or, or a corporate giant, you have an opportunity if you do a good job to do well.
0: Well, what's the name of your company?
2: My company is Appspar, A P P S B A R, and Appspar is a free service. That lets anybody build their own mobile phone app
0: well, that's exciting, and uh that's why you're on this program but but uh, uh, tell us how it works. The way it works
2: is that uh, apps are a relatively new phenomenon, as are smartphones relatively new, but they're a growing phenomenon, literally millions. Of smartphones are sold every day and millions of apps are being developed all the time and literally billions have been developed have been downloaded the major app markets but just under three years ago when we launched App appspar the cost for somebody to develop their own mobile app for any business was somewhere between ten thousand and a hundred thousand dollars which was cost prohibitive to a lot of small to medium businesses that didn't have that to spend on a new marketing medium that they really knew nothing about. What we saw is that there was this great new opportunity on the smartphones, on these devices, that people were taking everywhere with them, even though they walk away from their telephones, and I mean, I'm sorry, their televisions, and they walk away from the newspapers and the magazines, all the traditional things that we all grew up as marketing mediums. Everywhere you go, they have these smartphones, they have the phones with them and they have apps on them. So we said, why is it that a small or medium business can't have an opportunity to have a place in these millions of devices that are being sold every day? And we said it didn't make sense for it to cost that much because it was a relatively simple process other than it was sort of designed you know, to be, to be exclusive. And we wanted to be inclusive. And we've come up with a a product where you walk through, we have a wizard where anybody, you don't have to have any technical training, can go through just like building their Facebook page and go through one step at a time and in an hour's time can have their own mobile phone app for their business. And I'm not saying you're going to create the next Angry Birds and that you're going to have an app that's going to make you a billion dollars but what I'm saying is you might not have an app that is your business but you'll have an app for your business and it'll give you an opportunity to expose your business to millions and millions of people that you would not have ordinarily had an opportunity to expose it to and, and, and at a medium where they're they like to get information especially the young generation are looking to their smartphones and looking to apps much like we look to the yellow pages and even search engines you know Our generation and the next generation. So we've been uh, doing this now for just under three years. We launched in in May of 2011, and we have almost 600,000 small, medium businesses and and, uh, have come on and started to build an app. Somewhere in the process, over 50,000 are published at the major app markets, and we've had uh, over 12 million apps that not only were downloaded but were launched and used so we've, we've seen a real trend in this market that shows that if small and medium businesses are given an opportunity to build their own apps that they can afford to build in our case it's absolutely free to them then they can be competitive
0: well how do you make your money
2: that's a good question what i've learned in, in uh and I've been in the Internet marketing side since 96, is that if you can build a successful community in any uh, technology, Internet, medium, and give them real value, you will find a way to monetize it. It's not the traditional business approach where, you know, I sell something for $2 and I paid dollar for it, but it's an economy of eyeballs, and today we have about 600,000 of them. Our goal is to have about 6 million of them, and at that point, if we had 6 million developers, which is, you know, we're 10% of the way there, if each one of them only had their app downloaded by 200 people, which is less than the, the, the average today... You're talking about 1.2 billion people out there that would have apps downloaded. So with that sort of audience, we could license the technologies for other uses. We could uh, go into sponsorship opportunities. We have not been uh, in a rush to revenue as much as we've been in a rush to give value and to build a – a product that the small and medium business communities would appreciate to a point that when we get to a critical mass, we'll be able to monetize it, much like the search engines that started out absolutely free.
0: We, well, that is fascinating. And what I'd like to do now, if, if you if, bear with me, Scott, is uh, bring in one of the true pioneers in uh, the Internet, Bob Diener who was uh the one of the co-founders of hotel.com because uh uh he started when the, the internet was still small and I, I'd like you to stay on the line and uh talk about uh um uh, just listen in and then um, kind of make it interactive. Okay, Scott? Sure. Well, yeah. Bob, are you with us?
3: Yeah, it's it's uh, great to be on with you and Lots of great news for travelers out there because this is this is a good time of the year to get some bargain.
0: It, <laughs> yes, uh, Bob, you're, you're here because uh, you're you're one of the iconic stories of the uh, uh, internet, and uh, we're really glad to have you on the program. But let me ask you a question. I don't know uh, if you were listening in on uh, what Scott was saying, uh, but uh, uh, he's saying in effect, the aggregate, he'll aggregate a, a, a group and then uh, monetize it. it uh, that's not what you did, but what, what, what do you think about that?
3: Uh, well, I mean, I, I mean, there's certainly there's certainly power in numbers. I mean, I mean, that's the whole uh, that's the whole. Uh, Walmart business, the Amazon business model I mean numbers talk, so you know when you have big volume, it does make a big difference so but of course, it depends on the on the amount of supply with unlimited supply in the demand uh, aggregating demand means a lot if there's limited supply, then it's a different ball game, so it really depends on the product and how you use it but uh, typically large volume means uh, a better rates, better negotiating power. <laughs>
0: Right. Uh, you, you, you're on the program tonight because you're doing some interesting things. Uh, can you uh, tell us what you're doing and uh, um, <clears throat> uh, what you're doing and, and how you're doing it?
3: Sure. Well, we created a new website uh, you know, a few years ago called getaroom.com with much of my management team uh, that left Hotels.com when we sold it. Um, and, and we created it really with some totally new models. and and new ways for consumers to book hotels. And and we created uh, two main models. One's called the unpublished rate model. Now, you know, what's happened is 70 to 80% of travelers today go to the Internet uh, uh, to look for travel. So most people want, you know, you want uh, airfares or hotels. You're going to go to the Internet and you're going to search. Very few people call anymore. So we cut a deal with thousands of hotels, and we said, look, we've got a lot of consumers that are savvy, we're going to find some ways to offer them uh, you know these special rates you're going to give us but we won't put them on the internet we won't publish them we call them unpublished rates and so what we do is we have people come to our website to do their shopping find the hotels they want and then they pick up the phone they call us and they say do you have an unpublished rate at this hotel and our participating hotels the rate is typically 10 to 20% less than the lowest rate you can find on any site anywhere and it can be as much as 60% less. So all you have to do is you go to our getaroom.com website. You know, we know that most people will shop on several sites, so they know what the rates are. And then you find your best rate and then call us and say, can you get us something better with the unpublished rates? And usually just the, most of what you know, 95% of the transactions is done online. It just takes a minute to see if we have an unpublished rate there. And then bingo, assuming we have one, you can easily save 10, 20, sometimes 40, 50, or 60% off whatever the lowest price is anywhere. Now, I should say it quietly because it's kind of a secret uh, because not that many people know about this, but it's a simple, great way to save money just by grabbing an unpublished rate. So that's one model that we do, and, and it's, it's, it's been grown. We have over 30,000 hotels now uh, that participate all over, the, all over North America and Europe. Now, we also created something fairly recently called Flash Sales. Now the way flash sales work is that hotels will give us a huge discount. It can, it's usually in the range of 10 to 60 percent, but you've got to book it during a limited time window. Sometimes it's 24 hours, sometimes it's 12 hours. Uh, you know, it varies depending on the property, but it's a snooze you lose type of program because usually the way people book to travel it, it, it is that they'll go, they'll go search online, they'll go back home, they'll talk to their spouse, significant other. We usually take them a few visits before they end up finally making a decision because they just continue to shop. So we created this program with thousands of hotels to convince you to make your booking now, and we'll give you a huge incentive to do that. So if you can make a decision quickly, within, and, and usually we'll have little clocks and we'll tell you how many hours are left, or we'll just say you know, four hours left or six hours left, whatever the amount of time is. And you can stay whenever you want, but you just have to book it during that limited booking window, and if you book it during that flash sale window, you're going to get a great deal on your hotel. So it doesn't matter when you're staying. It typically, they're valid for uh, either the end of the year or several months out. So it's a, it's a, these are two models that are really changing the industry. It's different than what's out there. People are always looking for ways to save money. We've created these two models that uh, allow people to get better rates than they can find anywhere else on the web.
0: Well, um, Bob, well, let me ask you, uh, let's first talk about the, the flash. Uh, how do I know that there's a flash sale on?
3: Right. So the way it works is you go to our getaroom.com website, uh, put in your, your destination and your travel dates, and then you'll see a bunch of hotels come up, and it'll say right on there, it'll say four-hour sale, 24-hour sale, 48-hour sale, or it'll tell you. Some some of them have clocks, showing you how much time you have left. But you'll see it noted on the hotel. You'll see a rate slashed out, and then you'll see the sale rate. And again, as long as you book it before it expires, you can get really a tremendous deal. So it, it's again, it's snooze you lose type of program. Book it during the sale window, and you can save a ton of money.
0: Uh, okay, now let's talk about uh, your, your other service. That one, uh, you go on and you you you, uh, you call up. If I decide I, I want to go, say to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, next uh, three weeks from today, I, I go on uh, and call you, or do I go on the internet?
3: Right. So first thing you go online, you go to our com website. You put in um, you put in your destination, put in your travel dates. You'll see a lot of hotels come up. You'll see the uh, best online rates and then uh, including any sales and then it'll say call us for better rate and then you call and you ask to the unpublished rate and the hotels that are participating you usually get ten to twenty percent off but you can often get a lot more. All you have to do is spend a minute and pick up the phone. It's really as simple as that. So you do your research, you know find what you want, figure out which hotel you want. We show you online what the deals with is we 're connected with most of the hotels we work with so we show you what their direct rate is and then again if you call and you ask for an unpublished rate we can often get you a much better deal now you can't get these directly from the hotels the hotels don't offer the unpublished rates this is a unique program uh, that we built with uh, thousands of hotels um, and the only way to get it is to call the number that we put on the website and just ask for the unpublished rate see because nobody can go shop it online because we hide it in the call center. By hiding it in the call center, we can get a much better deal from the hotels than what we can put on the website. It sounds kind of counterintuitive. You know, everybody wants you to be online. But this is the way we figured out to get you much better deals on travel.
0: Well, it's ironic. That's actually the way I prefer to do it. I hate to book a hotel online uh, because I'd much rather talk to somebody.
3: Yeah, but Uh, that's the other benefit is that we've got – you know, most travel companies, airlines have outsourced their call centers overseas. So you call a lot of these travel companies, you get somebody that you know, can barely speak English, doesn't know where New York or Chicago is, and the level of service is not very good. So we decided to um, hire all these top agents that we knew that, that were let go by all these call centers that closed down, and we built a great call center right here in the U.S. with great agents, and they're all based right here in the U.S. 24-7. So not only can you get a better deal, but you can speak to someone that knows the markets and can help guide you to get a great hotel value. And even in big cities like New York, you know, people think, uh, hey, I'm going to New York. It's going to cost me a fortune. Did you know you can stay first class in New York City right now at, at hotels like the First Class Skyline near uh, very close to Times Square for $101 a night? Most people think New York is four or $500. We have actually a very good selection. We have another one called the Washington Jefferson Hotel, a great little boutique hotel right in Times Square, uh, as low as $85 a night right now. So the deals are, we've really got some uh, phenomenal bargains. This is probably the best time of the year to book to get deals. Uh, and, and also people say, well, should I wait till last minute to book or should I book in advance? We highly recommend that you book your hotel rooms as far in advance as you can this year because rates are going up. And the earlier you book, the likely the better deal you're going to get. So regardless of when you're going, we recommend you try to book now because as things get busier, rates are only going to go up.
0: Wow. Wow. You know, uh, Scott has brought me an app that I'm going to try tomorrow. You, you, uh, you're telling me how to change my, uh, uh, the way I travel uh, because that, to me, is a much better way than what, what I normally do, using hotel or, or any of the others. Because I much rather talk to a knowledgeable person on, on the other end. The name of your hey, site everybody again.
3: Everybody wants a deal, right? So, so now only that you get a better deal, there's nothing like getting a good deal.
0: Yes. Well, you know, uh, uh, the internet has educated people to not accept the rack rate anymore. Uh, uh, you know uh, it's, it's very interesting. Uh, the name of uh, your website again?
3: Right, so it's room dot com uh, just like it sounds get dot com. And again, the way it works is you simply go to the site, enter your city and travel dates. It doesn't people say is there a membership fee? there's no membership fee. There's no minimum number of nights. Whenever you're traveling, go to the go to room dot com, enter your travel dates and your destination. And you'll see all kinds of deals come up. And then again, we recommend, I mean, look for these flash sales. And then call us. Uh, you, it, 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 you'll see a number on the site. It's 1-800-Hotels-8. Call us. Ask for the unpublished rates. And you'll very often get a much better rate than you can find online anywhere. So you know the best bargain in the country right now? The number one bargain destination by far.
0: I'm curious. Tell us. Las Vegas. Oh. Did you know
3: you get, I I mean, we have got first-class hotels right on the Strip. (laughs) Hotels like the Riviera, midweek, $21 a night. That's for two people. So that's $10.50 a person. We've got uh, uh, hotels like the Quad, which is right in the center of the Strip. $19 a night right now, midweek. The trick in Vegas uh, is is if you can come in Sunday through Thursday, you're going to get a much better deal. Weekends get a little bit busier uh, because of all the people that drive in from Southern California. So if you can come in midweek, you're going to get a great deal in Las Vegas right now. And we have probably 30 to 40 hotels that are first class on the strip under $50 a night right now. For two people,
2: so, wow. and a lot of them
3: could stay for free. Uh, you know, circus, circus, twenty-three dollars a night. We've got a half-price deal on the site. So the deals, you know, Las Vegas is number one bargain, and 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 number two is Orlando. Lots of great deals in Orlando. Uh, great, of course, family destination, but fun for everyone. There's so much to do there, and we have uh, just a lot of great probably even right in Disney in downtown Disney. We've got several of the downtown Disney hotels under $100 a night uh, for two adults and two children, including free transportation throughout Disney. So there are really some good deals right now. Now, right now we're low season in a lot of the big markets like New York, Washington, Boston, Chicago, San Francisco. This is the time to book in those markets because the deals right now through March are going to be the best we're going to see all year. And even if you're staying after March, you're still likely to get a better deal by locking it in now than waiting till you get closer when the rates are probably going to be much higher. So don't procrastinate.
0: And, and you, uh also, uh do you have overseas deals as well?
3: Right, we do. So we handle most international destinations, especially European destinations, and you know, number one for Americans now is London. Uh, of course people um uh, and of course, they speak English a different dialect, but Americans love going over to London. Mm. Uh, 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 airfares are great to london, and we 've got a lot of first class hotels all over central London, close to a hundred dollars a night. Uh, well. so the deals are good too Now you want to be careful when you 're going to Europe uh, because a lot of a lot of hotels when you uh, when you try to contact them to book, they will charge you the rate in British pounds or euros, and then you get there and you 're shocked. And and how much more the hotel rate is than than what you thought you booked, because of the the value of the dollar changes. So we recommend we what you what we let you do on GetARoom.com is you can book in any currency you want. So so we recommend Americans book in dollars. That way, regardless of what happens to the value of the dollar, your rate is locked in. So you don't have to worry about a change. Versus trying to book in euros or pounds. And then, say, the dollar weakens, and all of a sudden your rate is 20 or 30% more. So you always want to lock the rate in, lock it in in U.S. dollars so you don't have to worry about currency fluctuations. But we've got deals all over Europe, London being number one, Barcelona we're showing is number two, Paris number three, Rome number four. Those are the top four European destinations right now for Americans traveling.
0: Wow. Uh, And the name of your site again?
3: Right. It's getaroom.com. Again, it's getaroom.com, and the uh, phone number for those that uh, uh, begin to calling at the unpublished rates, you can find it on the getaroom.com website. But it's 1-800-hotels-8 or 800-468-3578. The one thing, you know, never pay the full price.
0: You know, there's so many
3: tricks and so many ways to get deals out there. That you should never be paying full retail.
0: Well, uh, that's very true. Uh, that I, I learned. Uh, 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 Bob, thanks for coming on. I'm going to go back to our uh, second guest and, and talk more about that. But I, I wanted to get you on because you were waiting, and uh, I'm glad we did. At least I learned something, and I hope our audience did as well.
3: No, it's been great being on with you. And, again, you know, my number one tip is to book early this year. You know, Before, I used to tell people... Wait till last minute, rates are coming down, but now we see rates going up. So you want to book your travel, especially your lodging and hotels. Uh, uh, as soon as you can, don't wait till last minute anymore because the better deals now are for booking is, 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 is when you book way in advance.
0: Oh, well, that's good to learn. Scott, are you still with us?
2: Yes, I am.
0: Okay. Uh, Bob, we're going to say thank you. Uh, All right. Have a great and, night out
3: there. It's been great being on with you.
0: And uh, I, we want you to come back on to, to, uh, oh, around the springtime and talk more.
3: All right. Terrific. Look forward to it. All okay. right. Have a good night out there.
0: Scott, uh, I wanted to come back to you because I, the more I thought about your uh, what you're offering, I thought uh, we should talk more about it uh, because um, – One of the things that uh, our surveys of small business show is that they want to do an app, but they don't know how to do an app. So, uh, tell us a little bit more.
2: You're absolutely right, and that's what we found too. In all of the testing we've done, when we we brought in focus groups uh, of small businesses and from Sohos, you know, the uh, the home based businesses, well, they um, almost nobody says no. I don't want an app, but the two things we find is that either they don't know how to do an app, or they they believe they can't afford an app, and that's what we've helped to overcome. If so you go to appspar.com, you just walk through step by step. It'll show you from starting as simple as putting in the name of your company to to later going through the steps of adding what sort of services you're going to offer and uh, putting in maybe pictures or videos or what, what, whatever elements make your particular app, your particular business menus, for instance. Let's say if you're a restaurant, uh, we even have some what we call app commerce where you can work with uh, you know well-known services like PayPal so you can charge for your products via your application right there on the smartphone. And all of it's Free to use, and to, to get back a little bit to, to how would the the model work in terms of why are we doing this and why do we think this is, is a viable idea for ourselves? We know it's a good idea for small and medium businesses because it's hard to argue that having an application could do anything but help, and having one for free could, you couldn't do much better than that. But the reason why it's good for us is if we look at our very last guest and uh, who who's very big in the, in the online travel. Now, we have today, just today, in the last three years, 600,000 people have come on and started building applications. If we were to go to, to somebody, like Bob and said, we'd like to refer all of them to your site, there would be a great value to that. So our model is that we never want to charge the people that are building the apps for the, the small and medium businesses. We want to truly give value to them but we know as she made a very good point there's a lot of a lot of power in the big numbers that as we grow there'll be opportunities to work with others and monetize it while we can still offer a valuable service for free and i think that if i were to say to somebody What, you know, based on my years in direct marketing, where do you need to be? Well, I think you still need to be in some of the traditional places like the Yellow Pages. You might want to be on local television or local business or cable national business. Certainly you want to be in the search engines. But in that list of the top five places you should be, today I would list having a mobile application on on the different devices, and what's great about the AppSpar applications, you go to AppSpar.com and you build for free, is it doesn't just work on your iPhone, it also works on an Android, it also works on the, uh, on the phones by Microsoft, and it works as well, even Facebook applications you can build there for free. So, we've come up with a way where if you want a mobile application, you can do it, Step-by-step is easy, and you can do many things today on the web for yourself, and it, it's no charge to you,
0: and it can only help your business. Well, the first, the spell out your website.
2: Apps are dot com.
0: Okay, uh, we're on radio, and I want to make sure people hear it. But now let's stop a minute. Uh, let's talk about if I wanted to do an app for, say, my radio program right here. I could go on and create an, an app on your site that would redirect it to to uh, my web my website, so they could hear the program on on their uh, device. Is is that what you're well, saying?
2: What it would be. It would be a little different than that. What it would do is it, you could redirect it to your website. But what we'd recommend is you take the feed that, uh, which you know they get in tech, the technical is called RSS feed or whatever that you know that the radio station coming and you would put it directly into the application along with other valuable things like maybe some small business tips that you're giving out and some past guests that they could go in and listen to in a library, for instance and maybe the ability to even buy some some, uh, some products and services that, that that have great value that have been featured on the show and put together a full functional application step-by-step. Step. You don't have to do it all at once. If you say to yourself, you know, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to spend an hour or two because I'm, I'm very motivated to do this, you could do it. Or if you do it over the course of a week or a month, because you know, you're busy with your small business, you could do it. But absolutely, you can build one for yourself, for free with AppSpar, and uh, we have over 38 different uh, modules, as we call them, and we literally have, not only do we have uh, hundreds of thousands now businesses have started to build apps with us, but thousands of different types of businesses, including radio networks and radio shows.
0: Well, uh, I'm absolutely flabbergasted by this, uh, you know, because uh, we've been talking about creating an apps, et et cetera, and and you're coming along and saying here's the way to do do it uh, uh, with relatively no cost. There's cost of time, obviously, in putting things together. But I I just think – this this is something that uh, we should uh, – I, I know, um, and not tomorrow because we got a snowstorm coming, but uh, uh, sometime in the next week I'm going to go on and just uh, try it because I just think it's uh, such a, a great idea. I just can't uh, – uh, I think you're doing a great service for our, our uh, audience. Uh, Scott, yeah. Uh, tell us how people can reach you if they want to email you directly
2: sure it's just very simple it's scott at com. s-c-o-t-t at a-p-t-s-b-a-r dot com if you want to reach me directly I'm available by email just about any time or you can just go to com. we have some uh, some SMAP coaches you can contact through our customer service department if you want to contact them and uh a lot of it is automated to to, to a point where you, you it it's designed to be to to take you right through. But you know, not everybody, like you mentioned earlier, you prefer to speak to somebody. If you wanna email me, you wanna email the app coaches, that's part of our service and uh and, and we we get right back to you to the you know, as, as soon as we can and try to answer your questions and and to guide you the best we can with, with your business from what we've learned from others that have done something similar.
0: Well, uh, Scott, uh, uh, tell me this. Uh, you've been at it three years. What have you learned? Uh, what were you surprised about in your business? And what would you pass on to our uh, listeners as, as the lessons you've learned?
2: Well, the first lesson that I learned... Was uh, not to assume because something uh, can be done quite easily that it will be done because, and what I mean by that is, all of these major major technology companies who are who are involved in the app space could provide a service could have provided a service like ours very easily, but what apparently they didn't see it as advantageous to themselves. fully. so just because it can be done. And it would be for the good of many doesn't mean it will be done. And that, that surprises me because I think that goes against at least my personal philosophy and things. And then the thing that, that I have learned is that small business people are very sharp, and they're, they're, they're very they have a lot of uh, ingenuity. And if you show them a way to help their business, they will embrace it, even if it's not something they've ordinarily done because we have people that sell some courses online or somebody that's got a local restaurant or a dry cleaner. It could be all types of businesses that have come through and built their apps, apps bar, not because they think that App is going to increase their business a thousand percent. I don't want to make any kind of crazy claims, but that it can only help their business and that this is the future of, of marketing and that they've got to get a seat at the table on the uh, mobile devices. So, what I've learned is that they that small and medium business people will embrace change if they can see how it helps their business. That they're uh, they're ready to adapt, and and I think that they're they're used to unlike maybe corporate America that moves slowly and bureaucratic. That small and medium business owners know that they, they have to adapt and they're willing to try new things like AppSpar.
0: Uh, you know, that's a very accurate uh, – that's how – we've been serving the small business marketplace for now almost 20 years, and uh, you, you're, you're right on about that. Uh, but uh, small businesses, uh, p- despite what people think, are not pioneers. They want others to try it first to make sure it works. uh, uh and if you've got uh, four or five hundred thousand people, that tells me that it uh, certainly is working for them. So uh, they they should be uh, embracing this. I uh, uh, I have to Absolutely. tell you, I'm just stunned. Uh, if by I could this.
2: use an analogy, going way back, I I can't guarantee you that your application is going to be you know a huge gold mine. But what I will tell you is using an analogy. We're providing you a free pick-and-shovel. So whatever gold you get is gold you wouldn't have had, and you didn't have to pay for the equipment. You just had to put in a little time. And I think everybody would agree that especially, you know, the way the economy fluctuates and there are hard times and there are good times, if you can find a free and easy way to help your business, you should at least give it a try. And that's what we're trying to do at Bar.
0: Well, on on that note, we're going to say uh, thank you again. You've made this evening uh, uh, very, very interesting. Uh, In fact, our other two guests have as well. And we we want to invite you back uh, in a couple of Sure, any
2: time. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, no. uh, By that time, I will have done at least one app, and we can talk about it in more detail.
2: Absolutely, and I'm happy to help you, Scott, at appspar.com if you want to contact me directly.
0: uh, Very much so. Thank you.
2: Thank Uh, you
0: so much for having me. uh, uh, Scott, we'll we'll be talking to you soon. Thank you for listening tonight. All of our guests are invited because they offer actionable advice to our audience. They do not pay to join us, but rather demonstrate their capacity for helping our audience and profits. Thank you for listening, and we'll be here again next week with other experts to talk about ways to improve your profit picture. Remember, we're here every week at blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. If you like what you heard today, tell others about our efforts. If you'd like to be a guest or suggest topics for future hours, email me at info at smallbusinessdigest.net. That's info at smallbusinessdigest.net. We would also like to remind listeners that besides our radio efforts, Small Business Digest comes to you via the web, through our video channel, and in our magazine. You can subscribe for any or all of these by going to smallbusinessdigest.net. That's smallbusinessdigest.net. Thank you, and have a good day.